0: Up next is the daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. Verse 14, we read, He was casting out a demon and it was mute. And when the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke and the multitudes marveled, but some of them said he cast out demons by Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. Others testing him sought from him a sign from heaven. Now, this reaction by the people here would seem like a crazy response if it didn't happen so often even to today. Here we see Jesus casting out a demon. From this man and now the man is new some of the people that were there they marveled at the miraculous work of Christ but others well there was no pleasing them in fact they were quick to attribute this power manifest to Satan today the world looks at these powerful manifestations of God's power and they so often call them cults and fanatics However, Christ saw that coming. In fact, he reminds us that when such things happen to us, we should remember that, well, it happened to him first. John fifteen eighteen says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. You see, the bottom line is that our fruit speaks the truth as to who we are. What comes out of our lives and out of our ministries is the fact of the matter, no matter what anybody says. Verse 17, but he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. A house divided against itself falls. As a church, as a body of Christ, we can gather a lot from this verse. For God calls for unity within a church, a home, a marriage, even an individual. Unity is a big thing to God. Now, it's not that we're going to agree on every issue, but unity is, uh, isn't is contingent on absolute agreement. But the fall of a church that is divided is as certain as the kingdom which Jesus uses as an example here. Verse 18, If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebub, But if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore, they will be your judges. But if I cast, but if by God's finger cast out demons, then God's kingdom has come to you. When the strong man, fully armed, guards his own dwelling, his goods are safe. But when someone stronger attacks him and overcomes him, he takes from him his whole armor in which he trusted and divides his plunder. Now there were, and I guess they still are, always those who find fault with Jesus and his servants no matter what they do. There is simply no pleasing some people, for they're not looking for Christ and they're not looking for his power to be manifested in their lives. Thus they seek any reason to convince themselves that Jesus is not worthy of commitment and not worthy of devotion. Then there are others who are simply envious and spiteful. I mean, they go out and look for the worst because they want to see the worst. It's the age-old story of, I put you down in order to lift myself up. It's an ego thing. Man has always done terrible things to each other in order to justify one's personal actions. But Jesus said, if God's work is supernaturally done, then you can be assured that the kingdom of God has come amongst you. Verse 23, he who is not with me is against me. He who doesn't gather with me scatters. Now, Jesus is at this point in his earthly ministry going to draw a rather clear distinction between those who are truly a part of him and those who simply are not. And in doing so, Jesus puts to rest the idea of what I would call spiritual neutrality. He puts an end to the lie that there is some sort of third standing before our creator. Man generally understands that he must choose Christianity if that's uh, what is to happen. And, And certainly that is a correct understanding. However, there's more here to be considered because we tend to think that in order to be a part of Satan's realm, that we must also choose to be a part of him. And in that, there lies a problem. Because you see, we fail to understand that we belong to Satan by default. We are born fallen into a fallen world. We are natural sinners and eternally lost unless we're born again. Now this distinction goes perhaps even deeper than we realize for our Lord's words here not only separate the lost from the found, but it also does the same for those who believe themselves to be part of the flock but are in truth still lost. Sadly, these folks are lost in a delusion of righteous standing when in fact, their lives manifest something very different. Note the precise text of the Lord's words here. He says, if you are not with him, you are against him. So I gotta ask you, are you with him today? Further, are you actively gathering for him? Because according to this verse, if you're not, you are in truth scattering. So are you, again, with him? The division lies not only in position, but also in activity or the lack thereof. Now, for those who are students of the Bible this morning, you may be thinking at this point, as some have noted, that there is an apparent conflict in this passage with Luke 9.50, in which Christ seems to directly contradict this passage, but you need to note that the context is different. In Luke 9, Jesus was speaking concerning those who were serving the kingdom in groups other than the one which the disciples belonged. This passage speaks of those who are not watching, not laboring, and not serving the kingdom at all, believing that such a position is actually acceptable to their Redeemer. Verse 24, the unclean spirit, when he has gone out of the man, passes through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He says, I will turn back to my house from which I came out. And when he returns, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. The last state of the man becomes worse than the first. This is a very powerful and important passage. And in this is more than just some sort of spiritual analogy, because in fact, this is a stark reality for so very many people. It is indeed easy to recognize, well, that our house is dirty, our spiritual house is dirty, and that we need to religiously clean up, if you will. So we sweep and we dust, and from all outward appearances, things look so much better. We need to realize and understand clearly that it is Jesus who must do that cleaning, not you. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.